Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning and Merry Christmas, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for being part of the remnant who pray for this ministry and support us, and thank you for listening in. Um, We do have the results of your favorite podcast of 2021 or podcast guests. We will announce those at the end of this hour. So we do have the results. Thank you for all you guys for all the votes that came in. It definitely is not scientific, but uh, we believe that we got a very good indication of what you guys appreciate. And I mean some heavy hitters and some truth proclaimers and truth defenders. And that's, of course, that's the name of the podcast, Stand Up For The Truth. So um, I just would like to open this up in prayer because we're going to talk about some heavy issues today. We are going to challenge believers to maybe approach their pastors and church leaders in, with, uh, in love and respect. But uh, th- we've got some problems in this nation, and a lot of it is reflected on the way we in the church and church leaders have handled discipleship, have handled addressing cultural issues. And as you know, we've been talking about these social issues and now the medical tyranny. So we're going to have some heavy-hitting uh, content today with Pastor Matt Truella. Um, Father in heaven, thank you for giving us another opportunity to address these things, which uh, we, we trust that, that you are completely sovereign and know what's going on and you know the, the end game. But we are in this world, living one day at a time. We are not of this world, but we thank you that you have us here for such a time as this. So help us not to shrink back and live in fear in any aspect of what we are facing today in our country, in our culture, around the world with globalism and the Antichrist spirit of the age. Father, help us to take up the shield of faith and teach us how to do that. Uh, Remind us of the armor of God that is available to every true believer in Christ. And Father, strengthen us for the task at hand, one day at a time. We know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, and you promise to provide for all of our needs. So we trust you. You are our deliverer, our redeemer, and I thank you that you are the root and the descendant of David. And we celebrate you this season and always, but particularly this Christmas season. We thank you for the mystery of the incarnation, God becoming flesh. Thank you, Lord, for dwelling with us, Emmanuel. We love you. We ask that you get rid of the spirit of distraction right now in our lives. Help us to uh, focus on what's important and really hear what the Spirit would say to your people this hour. And, of course, every day we open up your holy word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, friends, um, I'm blessed to have back with us Pastor Matt Truella. He's at Mercy Seat Christian Church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's also the founder of the pro-life organization Missionaries to the Preborn. I should say the um, uh, the Abolishing Abortion Organization, because that's, that's our goal, right? And then he's also the author of the book The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate, and you can find out more about Matt Truella at defytyrants.com, defytyrants.com. Brother Matt, welcome back to Stand Up for the Truth. Good to be with you, David, and i got to tell you, 
I just love how you open up in prayer. And I know I say this usually when I'm on with you, but I do hundreds <laughs> and hundreds God. of interviews. You are the only one who does that. And that means so much to my heart <laughs> to <sighs> just join with you in prayer at the beginning of your show like that. That is awesome. Well, thank you for, for saying that. Um, I, I, I think it comes down to me not wanting to do this in my own strength and wanting to be led by the Holy Spirit that we may glorify Him, because I have my Amen. opinions, my biases, my own thoughts— but I want to make sure I'm trying to just just follow his lead and look truly look clearly through that lens of the Bible at all the things that we're talking about. Uh, before we uh, talk about some important issues today with you, Matt, I've got a brand new email that came in from Freeport, Freeport, Florida. Charles Conroy, his nickname is Buzz. He says, Mr. Fiorazzo, you have a great show and ministry. Found you during COVID and has been a blessing to my wife and I. I am one of those firefighter paramedics who lost his job due to not taking the shot. Knowing there are others out there and having a source of inspiration and sound gospel teaching through your guests has been awesome. Have a Merry Christmas. Charles Conroy, Buzz, Freeport, Florida. God bless you, brother Charles, and may he, may he lead you and continue to provide for all of your needs and get you an even better job or situation from what you're in right now. And uh, may you be encouraged today. Uh, Brother Matt, um, I saw your sermon online from a couple weeks ago, and I posted it today, and it'll be in the podcast notes. It's called Romans 14 and the Evil of Men. But I think we need to talk about Romans 13 first, because that is what first came up last year when COVID came on the scene. And you have a lot to say about that. Very impactful, I believe, and a challenge, maybe even a rebuke to the church leaders in America. So please uh, share a little bit about what brought you through Romans 13, and now we're, we're talking about Romans 14 uh, in your recent message. Yeah, well, Romans 13, um, the churchmen are using that, and I've seen uh, numerous videos, numerous sermons, listened to many, uh, where the churchmen are actually telling people, you have a duty under Romans 13 to get vaccinated, to get that shot, just as they told them that was their duty um, regarding masking. So it's the continuation of the false idea that we're always to obey civil authorities. And that's the vast majority of churchmen in America. That is what they believe. It is what they foist upon American Christians. And it's simply not true. Mm. Um, the standard has been for Christianity down through the ages when the state commands that which God forbids or forbids that which God commands, we're to obey God rather than man. We're to obey God rather than the state. So if they're telling you to do something contrary to the Word of God, you obey uh, the Lord rather than men. And it's the same thing if they exceed their authority. That's the second rub. Mm. If the authorities, civil authorities, exceed the authority granted to them by Scripture, and we live in America by the Constitution, then they are not to be obeyed either in that regard. Wow. So that's extremely important for people to understand these things so that they aren't browbeaten by the um, churchmen into simply going out and getting this shot put into their arm. So, yeah, Romans 13 does not in any way teach that we're always to obey the civil authorities. Rather, that's something that men impose upon the text. It's what we call eisegesis, mm -hmm. where you read into Scripture something that simply is not there, 
And when you look at Romans 13, verses 1 through 7, you see that nowhere does it say we're always to obey the civil authorities. Rather, men impose that on the text. In fact, there isn't one verse in the entire Bible that says we're always to obey the civil authorities. And in fact, there's many verses in the Bible where God's people do not obey the civil authorities, and God blesses and commends them yes. for not obeying the civil authorities. Uh, Pastor Matt, why do you think there's so many people that either either don't understand that or haven't heard that, or maybe don't want to believe that there is a need for Christian resistance, uh, particularly from the biblical examples? You're right, there is not an unlimited submission um, that, that we are to com- obey everything. Um, but why is there confusion in the church about that? Again, I go back to the churchmen, and I think there's a lot of ignorance about it simply because the churchmen want people to believe they're always to obey. I've had talked to people every week, almost every day, actually, from around the country. My book has just done phenomenally. Um, it's sold over 80,000 copies now. Praise God. On the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate. And, of course, I have an appendix in there on Romans 13. <laughs> in fact, that appendix is at our website, defytyrants.com, so you can read it, share it with others through social media and whatnot. So I think that is the number one thing is ignorance. People simply haven't heard an alternative view hmm. because the shrill cry of the churchman has overwhelmingly been, we obey, we obey, we obey. Um, but there is an element there, too, of cowardice, um, where Christians do come to a proper understanding of Romans 13, but because of cowardice or because of lack of trust in the Lord, I'm going to lose my job. Like you just read about this letter from this firefighter, and mm-hmm. it was yeah. down in Florida. I can't tell you how strongly I commend you for talking about these things so that someone would write a letter to you like that, David, mm. because the media is painting a certain narrative, and those people, like that firefighter, aren't part of the narrative. So they don't want people learning about those people who are losing their jobs, which is thousands upon thousands of people. Yeah. We've had several people in our own congregation um, lose their jobs, and X-Ray Tech just lost hers uh, two weeks ago. At the same time, we just saw um, a, a nurse in our church fired for three weeks ago for not getting the shot, get called up and get rehired because they're realizing there is quite a few people who aren't going along with this, and they can't perform their business anymore without it. Other states are actually bringing in the National Guard. Wow. Like Ohio yep. is bringing in the National Guard because there's such a shortage of nurses and doctors in the medical community now. And that's a whole other story. The medical community, wow. Yes. Yeah, we need to be building Christian medical structures mm-hmm. at this time mm-hmm. because the medical community is being exposed. Yes. Um for the rank organization or institution that it is in so many ways. Well, just the fact that early on, hospitals were making more money if they had COVID patients in the ICU, and if someone died and it was a COVID death, wouldn't they get more money for that, if I remember right correctly? It's correct, and it's it's still going on. Mm -hmm. In fact, I just posted a thing from... uh, medical organization, which is detailing all the money. It's a phenomenal article. It's, I put it up on my Facebook wall, Matt Guella, 
Um, and it just details all the money that the medical field is getting by following these bogus protocols. I mean, the hospitals have become death camps. They have become killing fields. Hmm. And it's all tied to money. In fact, this whole fiction about COVID has been tied to money. That's why the government people go with it. Even my county here, Washington County, we're the only county out of 72 counties in our state that actually defied Governor Ebers early on. Hmm. A year ago, April defied him over all this COVID stuff. And yet, my county's still taking all the money <laughs> that comes in. And that money is all used to aid and abet the fiction of COVID and the response to it. And I try to tell them, are you crazy? You, well, someone else will take the money if we don't take the money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but why would you foment the fiction here in our county that this is legit when it's all built on a mountain of lies and people are being bought off with huge sums of money, including you guys? Mm. So people have to recognize what's happening here. Follow the money. It's being used with, in the business world, in the government world, to get gain compliance of people. And even in the Christian world, over $14 billion has gone to churchmen who closed their churches and followed all the protocols. Not only did they play um, the prostitute against Christ, but they also, um, you know, played the, uh, the traitor in closing their churches and then taking the money. It's, it's wicked. Yes, it is. It's evil, and I, I appreciate the fact that you call it out. Um, I don't even—I can't even imagine—well, yes, I can imagine how many or how few churches uh, that you're hearing this from the pulpits on Sunday mornings that are calling out evil. And I know we are called to love, but aren't we also called to expose the deeds of darkness and not participate in them, Pastor Matt? Absolutely. And that's one of the things, you know, love has been redefined in our culture, including yes. within Christianity, to mean either A, to be indifferent towards evil or towards lies, or to actually go along with them so you don't hurt your Christian witness. You know, it's just bizarre to me. <laughs> um, Christians don't aid and abet lies. We don't tell lies. And the whole COVID thing has been built on a mountain of lies. The ninth commandment is you shall not bear false witness. And that's what you're doing when you go along with everything that they're saying with this COVID uh, response. And even Paul addressed this in the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. He says that love rejoices in the truth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how we love people. We tell them the truth. We mm. don't aid in a bed a lie and join in with men who are spreading lies. Mm. I, again, I, I thank you for being so clear that we are aiding and abetting and bearing false witness. Thank you for pointing that out as well, because we need to kind of get back to the basics from the Bible, what it teaches, and our reaction to what's happening. Um, what we talked about yesterday, Matt, was the fear that has been driven by the uh, uh, globalist, socialist, uh, Marxist media in America and, of course, by the left and those who would want to weaken America and, and take down our country, there is a movement, obviously, trying to do that. But the fear that has gone from the public square, whether that be the media, the entertainment industry, Hollywood, um, you know, the, the culture, into our churches, that's where we've got to draw the line. 
And we see, I think you would probably, you've said this probably before I did, we see too many Christians that are kind of responding in fear rather than of faith. We've got three minutes left in this segment. Just your thoughts on how to overcome and resist this godless fear. Sure. Well, A, our trust is in the Lord, and that's important. And I think this exposes um, the nakedness there within many Christians, is that their trust is not really in the Lord. Secondly, I think it's important that people actually go beyond the narrative that the media is painting. And understand, even when it comes to quote-unquote conservative media, they are mm-hmm. in lockstep yep. when it comes to this whole COVID response thing. You know, some of them may run articles, you know, exposing the fringes. But if you look at it closely, even with Newsmax, if you look at it closely, they're actually aiding and abetting the fiction, mm. going along with it in so many of the stories, how they report it, the verbiage that they use. So one of the things that removes the fear is actually learning what this is all about. And I know it's difficult to, you know, um, read virologists and although experts that were once there because they've all been scrubbed by um, the tech companies so that you can't as readily get the information from them. Mm. Um, One of the things I do is try to put out these types of materials so that people can get them. And then once you start realizing where you can find those things, it becomes easier to find them, although it's still difficult because they erase them so quickly and remove them. One of the things I just put up um, yesterday, and if people wanted, we can send it to them, is Ron Johnson, mm-hmm. our, state, our U.S. senator here, has done hearings on the COVID fiction, you know, yeah. their whole response. And he actually had a lieutenant colonel who's a doctor, she testified for 14 minutes about what's happening in the military regarding this quote-unquote vaccine and the serious adverse reactions it's having upon our military men. It is a treasure trove of information. Well, if you go over to YouTube, guess what? It's removed. Oh, my goodness. Everyone who tries to post it, it's removed within four to seven hours. Gone. Wow. That's how bent they are in continuing to foment this narrative that the sky is falling. You should be full of fear. Do everything we say. Mm. Let us stampede you. And it's because people can't get all the information that that's happening. So you have to work around that as best as you can. And we have to. And by the way, this is communist policy. When you're putting out one side, one voice, one opinion, propaganda, and you're silencing the opposition or any dissent, that is communist policy, and that's what we're seeing right before our eyes in this country, in the land of the free and the home of the brave. When we come back with Pastor Matt Truella, we're going to talk about the evil being done to our military. Brand new email newsletter just went out from defytyrants.com. Plus, a member of the National Education Association says the unvaccinated deserve to die. We will talk about two aspects of Christian resistance and then get into uh, Romans 14 a little bit more with Pastor Matt Truella. And then the winners of the favorite podcast coming up. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth 
with David Fiorazzo. Matt Chuel is our guest. So we were talking off air. Uh, Pastor John Haller in Ohio kind of hides his uh, terminology and uses code words because he doesn't want to get deleted. His YouTube channel's got just, I don't know, a lot of listeners and followers. I think he says... Um, uh, uh, Charlie Vector Daniel One Niner, and that means COVID nineteen. <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny what we've what we have to do. But you're right, Matt, and you you mentioned you put a lot of videos on Rumble. So let's talk about some that are doing very well, that are really blessing people to the body of Christ and those who would want to uh, resist rather than uh, stay on the bench. Um, two aspects of Christian resistance. You put these out. Number one, I love it. Repent. The first aspect of resistance is repentance from the church, and then the second aspect is to actually fight. So please share your thoughts on this import, these important uh, steps to resist. Yeah, thank you, David. And I cannot encourage your listeners enough to visit our channel at Rumble, rumble.com. Uh, just put in Defy Tyrants, Defy Tyrants, and you can see all of our short one- to four-minute teaching videos, including these ones you're mentioning on Christian resistance. Mm. Uh, we've gotten great reviews on these videos, and the ones on Christian resistance, tremendous response, tremendous reviews um, from them. I think they'll be a great blessing to, um, to your listeners. Uh, but yeah, Christian resistance involves three things, repenting, fighting, and building. And it's important for people to understand that. And these things don't happen one after another, David. They're mm. all intermingled. Mm. It's an ongoing process. God has brought his judgment upon our land, and rightly so. He's unleashed the tyrants upon us. That doesn't mean that we don't fight against the evil that they're doing, but it means that we recognize our sins as individuals, as nations, as a nation, and our need to repent, mm. to draw closer to the Lord. Amen. Um, because we are going nowhere without repentance, and that is one of the key reasons God brings his judgment on a, on a land, is to produce within men repentance. So repentance is massively important. We need to repent of any besetting sins, any sins that are in our own lives as individuals. We also need to repent of you know corporate things, like when it comes to the body of Christ here in America, um, the indifference towards the evil mm. that's been in the land already for decades. Yes. And how we've pillared these little slogans, you know, like, well, to get involved in seeing good government, seeing good laws passed is mere moralizing. Or the churchmen say, that's a distraction. <clears throat> the truth of the matter is when there's evil, that should bother us, mm. especially when the government's pushing the evil through law. God's Word says in the Psalms, you who love the Lord hate evil. It should bother you as his ambassador when you see his law and word being impugned by the governments of men, and you should be compelled to take action. So these are some of the things we need to repent of. <clears throat> At the same time, we fight. You have to confront the tyrants. You have to confront the evil as they're fomenting it within the land. You can't just sit over here in the corner and say, oh, we just all need to repent and make it some like narcissistic thing. Um, repentance involves change of action. And so it's extremely important that the church no longer be indifferent yes. towards the unjust and 
immoral actions of their government, but rather the church should engage the state and call men to repentance in our nation regarding the evil that's being done, not only with this matter with COVID, but the great evils of our land, too, with the slaughter of the preborn, um, with the legitimizing of homosex within the minds of men. Mm-hmm. These things must be addressed. And at the same time, we need to be building. And this is an important thing that people need to understand. A lot of people think, well, God brings his judgments, and they, the country gets annihilated, and then we build. No, building is already going on now. Building takes place during the judgment. God is judging the bad things, which gives opportunity to build good things. Like, for example, and this is one example of many that I could share, the area of building Christian medical structures is an actual phenomenon that's taking place. As so many in the medical field have lost their jobs, they are coalescing and building structures, including Christian structures, which has a completely different philosophy and belief than these worldly medical institutions that over 400,000 people die of every year in hospitals within the medical realm just because of mistakes and misdiagnoses. They look at people as less than what we do as Christians. Hmm. Christian people view people differently because we view them as made in the image of God. They're our neighbor. We're to love them. We don't have this idea that we just finish them off like you would a wounded horse. No, these are people made in the image of God. Christianity, when you study the history of medicine and health, Christianity has been at the fore of that for 2,000 years. It's a great study that um, Christians need to delve into. So we're seeing these structures being rebuilt, Christian um, medical structures, while all this other stuff is being annihilated. Hmm. Pastor Matt, so I just looked up Defy Tyrants on Rumble, and I'll link to that in today's podcast notes. I do want to get to County Before Country and talk briefly about that, but I want to go back to this newsletter on Part 2, Aspect 2 of Christian Resistance, and quote you, and then have you clarify something. You say, You must fight the tyrants in the immediate. You must minister in a way that causes a counterinsurgency that holds off the evil forces and cripples their efforts. You must confront the tyrants and their idols. And then I'm dropping down a little bit. You say, understand, we must not allow the tyrants to build this plank of their tyranny. This is not a one-time deal. Regardless of what they tell you, when you get the shot, all does not go back to normal. And we would agree with that. <laughs> because then it's a booster, it's perpetual boosters and whatever else, however yeah. else they want to control society. But I want to go back to uh, we must not allow the tyrants to build this plank <clears throat> of tyranny. To clarify that, Pastor Matt, to me it appears that they've already built that plank. So could you clarify that a little bit? Yeah, and that is the plank I'm talking about, about getting the shot. Um, because, again, I see this churchman stampeding the Christians into getting it. The vast majority of people, here's a common thing I hear of all the time, David, from people. When these mandates were first being talked about, 50% of the people where I worked were all, of course I'm going to get the shot, and 50% were like, I'll never get that shot. But what's happened when push comes to shove, and this is the common thing I've heard from people from coast to coast, is the fact that in the end, 
only 5 to 10% of the people actually refuse to get that shot. That's how few stand. Um, so I'm saying that plank um, needs to be stopped. And whether we'll see it stopped or not, I think the court is still out on that. That mm. is a battle that's taking place right now. Um, there are companies that are rescinding their mandates at this time, mm. which is good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but you must fight them. And it's extremely important for people to understand that, that this is a charade. That it is not going back to normal so people get the shot. No. Why? Here's the number one reason, those who said they wouldn't. I can't lose my job. Well, guess what? You might have to lose your job to stand for what's right. Mm. And if people are willing to lose their job, then they can't pull off their tyranny. And then things actually would go back to quote unquote normal, (laughs) you know, because (laughs) the tyrants would be defeated. And hopefully at that point, the trials would start for the tyrants because trials do need to take place for these tyrants once this tyranny is defeated. So it's extremely important for people to understand that by getting the shot, you're not going back to normal. Like you said, perpetual booster shots. Yeah. <laughs> it's never going to cease. It's never going to end. That's how tyrants always behave. Just do this one thing. Just do this. Each time you agree, you're building the next plank of their tyranny. And when you finally decide to resist, it's nearly or is impossible to resist them because they've so far completed their tyranny over the culture. Mm. Uh, speaking of tyranny, I just think of so many quotes by uh, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and uh, I've seen a couple headlines, if I remember, like they, one or two airlines were thinking about uh, rescinding their mask mandates on their flights. But Fauci says we are never going to have a time again where masks will not be required on air, in airlines or in airports. I'm thinking, who is he? he this, so th- this man is acting like a god. How did he get that much power, Matt? Yeah, that's a good question, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we give it to him. We listen. Uh, we say, okay, oh, he must know what he's talking about. He's, he's the expert, right? Anyway, yeah. so frustrating. But so back to the, just clarify the aspects of resistance, repentance, fighting, and building. And you can do, after repentance takes place, you can do the fighting and the building at the same time. Um, yeah. And I do want to mention, since you shared an article on your Facebook page, and it's important to recognize that n- not all so-called conservative outlets are truly conservative, and Fox News is no different. Um, they've got an article that you shared last week. Omicron forces wave of closures nationwide as Biden warns winter of death encroaching. Now, there's a, <laughs> the picture is a school-closed sign in front of a school building says school closed. So this is projected now out into culture and the news outlets pick it up. So this is what's projected by an outlet that I would say more often than not, at least gives ear to or voice to both sides of the argument when it comes to political issues or things like this. But here it is. They're putting this out there. And with that article, uh, Pastor Matt, people are going to be saying, okay, we need to, in their own minds, they're thinking, we need to prepare now. Schools are going to close. Then what's next? Other things are going to close. So we're almost giving in and allowing ourselves in our minds to prepare for another shutdown. And I think that's probably the goal of the left uh, in the coming weeks and months, don't you think? No, absolutely. Governments, notoriously, down through the ages, love to use fear 
as a tool. They foment the fear within men so that then the state is able to accrue power to themselves men normally wouldn't allow the state to have. And this is a classic example of it. And with Biden doing what he's doing. And what's really sad is like even when that came out last week and Biden made that big announcement, WISN had a doctor on down here, and that's a conservative, quote unquote, radio station um, with lots of conservative talking heads on it. And this doctor is aiding and abetting the total fiction that Biden said about, you know, you shouldn't actually meet with anyone who um, during Christmas, no family members who haven't been vaccinated, don't meet with them. I'm just like thinking to myself, this is an insane asylum. So that's why it's important for people to get the other information that we talked about earlier, which is difficult to get because of the um, media in this country. So lockstep with this fiction and the tech companies, you know, scrubbing any information contrary to the narrative that they've built. But you have to do it. And that's why I believe it's important for the churchmen to provide that to people within their congregations also, um, because we're shepherds. We have a duty. Um, We're watchmen. Mm -hmm. We have to put in the time for this in order to make this information available to our congregation through email and from the pulpit. Well, you said, Matt, that we're watchmen, but I don't think a lot of uh, pastors come out of seminary or whatever they get, wherever they get their doctrinal degrees, uh, with that in mind, thinking they are watchmen or they're they're trying to protect their flock from wolves. Uh, I don't think a lot of them look at it that way because a lot of the church growth is being promoted now in seminaries and how to build a bigger building or following. And as one other pastor said, anybody can draw a crowd, but it's, it's important to minister the truth and the Word of God. Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's, it's a huge problem. The form of Christianity that we have in this country mm-hmm. is a big problem. And the fact that most churchmen look at the church as simply a hospital um, rather than a battle tank. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's well, a huge problem. Well, I can take it a step further. A cruise ship rather than a battleship. Yes. Yeah, we're cruising. <laughs> we want our best life now, don't we? Um, so, yes. Matt, we only have four minutes in this segment. I want to point out what, what Biden put out there and— how divisive and evil this is. Here's what he said, whitehouse.gov. Here's what the Biden administration put out for those of you that have not seen or heard this. He says, we are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing, speaking to those who got the shot, and we will get through this. And then he says this, listen, for the unvaccinated, You're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. This is the sitting president, the leader of the United States, or whoever put these words into his mouth or through through the uh, press corps. This is what he said. He's coming against the unvaccinated, and here's one of the results I have in front of me. I'll let you respond, Matt. Um... The National Education Association board member who put this out saying the unvaxxed deserve to die. Um, This is the kind of rhetoric. She says this. I don't know why the GOP doesn't just take those guns they profess to love so much and start shooting all of their constituents who think this way. In other words, who are not vaccinated. This is the kind of rhetoric that's almost being accepted in our society today. Your thoughts? Yeah, no. And this is something that uh, governments have done down through the history of men. Amen. Uh, they find someone to um, 
demonize and then they make them the fall guy for all the problems that are going on. And that's what's happening um, to those of us who refuse the quote unquote shot, the vaccine, the quote unquote vaccine. They are demonizing um, those who refuse to get it more and more and more, knowing that more and more people will capitulate because they don't want to be ostracized. They don't want to be demonized. They want to fit in. And I could share with you countless anecdotal stories of people I've talked to who got the shot for those very reasons. Mm. Um, It's a pressure that people seem to not be able to overcome, many of them. But what they must do is learn to overcome it and to be willing to um, take that kind of attack upon themselves while at the same time attacking the tyrants and exposing the evil like you just did. Mm. You just bring up the story, yep. you know, exposes it and shows people what it is. They are trying to demonize people, to fatten them up, to mistreat them, to put them in internment camps, quarantine camps, and whatnot, to easily dismiss them. Yeah, they're not worthy of a job. You know, mm. get rid of them. Yeah. That is the thinking that they're building. I tell people all the time, you shouldn't go into one government building that um, requires you to get a mask. You're an American citizen. <clears throat> you pay your taxes. You have every right to be a part of the public policy process. Do not let them remove you, take your stand, gather others with you. Don't allow it to happen. Here's another thing, David. It's important that we demand of our state officials, which hasn't happened here in Wisconsin, even in the slightest. Um, we must demand that they protect us against all mandates, whether mm-hmm. masking or Um, vaccine mandates, both regarding government and business, Hmm. both. There's no way that they should be tolerating anyone demanding that people wear masks or get shots in order to do business or in order to participate in the public policy process. Amen, brother. We've got to take another break, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about county before country. And perhaps, if we have time, the evil being done to our military briefly, because we do want to get to your recent sermon on Romans 14, a response to how churchmen are falsely using Romans 14 to shame Christians into silence. So we need to talk about that with Matt Truella when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth, and then the winners of of this year's best podcast on the way next. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Pastor Matt Truella is with us. You can find out more at DefyTyrants.com. He's the pastor of Mercy Seat Christian Church in Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay, Matt, um, uh, talk about county before country before we get into the next subject. Sure. Yeah, we had a what we call them county before country talks, where we address six important topics, um, including the authority of a county, um, including uh, the duty of elders in the face of a tyrant government, um, food supply, um, Second Amendment issues, um, school boards and schools. Very important. The people can go to countybeforecountry.org countybeforecountry.org and see the various um, topics there that we had. But essentially, you know, this is what's happening, David, across the country, is that people 
are realizing not only is D.C. at war with them, but also that their state officials aren't going to protect them. Mm-hmm. And so we've seen a huge number of people flood into county and local government in order to make a stand for freedom. And it's happening across this nation. In fact, just last week, um, the uh, I spoke in Waukesha County to the Waukesha County GOP group, spoke to over 50 people who are candidates for county and local government, for county boards, for village boards, for school boards, you name it. And they love the doctrine of the Lester Majesty. They are being taught their duty of interposition against the evils coming down from Mm. the superior authority. Praise God. Very important um, to take place. But it was encouraging to be there, and uh, how that meeting took place was simply um, someone from the county group was there at our event on November 30th for these talks and then wanted was on fire and wanted them to learn about the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. So yeah, if people want to learn about what we're doing there, we'll be releasing each of these talks. And then we did an interview with each of the speakers. Um, we will be releasing them beginning in 2022 here in January and just um, go to County before org, and you can stay up to date there. Also, you could go to defytyrants.com and subscribe to us there, and then you'll be kept up to date through emails also. Thank you. Thank you. Very important. Countybeforecountry.org. Great subjects. Great plan, I believe, Matt. And that is uh, just people getting off the bench and into the game, not sitting back and letting other people deal with it um, or ignoring the evil that's happening. I love the fact in the first segment, I think, a major word you brought up was indifference. Of all people, the Christian church, believers in Christ, must not be apathetic or indifferent to what's going on in our counties, culture, and country. Now, the evil being done to our military, briefly, Matt, you say our government has been busy debasing and weakening our military for decades. Share the importance of this and uh, the, the newsletter that just went out this morning. Yeah, that's exactly right. They have been weakening and um, reconditioning our military um, for a long time, and including, you know, the legitimizing of homosex in the minds of young recruits. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a huge process that takes place when you join the military. Uh, they want you on board with the whole LGBTQ mindset. Mm-hmm. And those types of things, David, are what an enemy foreign power would do to their opponent's military. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. not what your own government officials would do, but it's meant to weaken and soften the military. And this late, it's meant to run off the good men who won't tolerate that or be a part of an organization that pushes that mindset. And now this matter with the quote-unquote vaccine, the shot, this also is meant to run men out of the military, men who will not get it. And let me tell you, they have been mistreated. You are quarantined, you are ostracized until you are removed from the military. They have not accepted one religious exemption, not one, in any of the branches of the military. Not one of them has been accepted. They've all, by the thousands, been rejected. All these men are being removed from the military. And these are often the best of men Hmm. in the military. Wow. 
So we have to be aware of this that's going on. And you said to sign up for your newsletter, you do that at defytyrants.com? Yep. You okay. can do that at defytyrants.com. A little box will start up. Just hit subscribe, and um, you will get our emails that we put out. Okay, sounds good. Pastor Matt, tell us about Romans 14 and and how we are not to judge our brothers or think less of them, but yet we're seeing all this virtue signaling from uh, from Christians, some true Christians, some professing or so-called Christians that are saying, you don't love your neighbor if you don't get the shot, and on and on and on. So you did a sermon called Romans 14 and the Evil of Men, and it was a rebuke to church leaders, but also to uh, everyday Christians to not judge. And just please share and walk us through that. Sure. Well, what they when you look at Romans, it bothered me when I heard that, because I kept hearing this from more and more people that based on Romans 14, this isn't a, um, you know, a sin issue. So therefore, we should just go along with it. And <laughs> that's not the case at all. Wow. And so I address that in my sermon thoroughly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know we don't have time to do all that. Yep. But essentially, it's this, okay? So the issues at hand there were, do you eat vegetables or not? Do you esteem every day the same or not? Okay? So these are like what most churchmen will review would put not only at secondary, tertiary, quadrary level, they put it at a petty level, but at the same time, a seasoned churchman understands there's the types of issues that can cause problems within a congregation and must be addressed. And that's what Paul was doing. He wasn't addressing some great evil, okay? But the churchmen want you want to ask you immediately, um, is it a sin to wear a mask? Is it a sin to get a vaccine? And then once you say no, it's not a sin, then they say, see, it's a Romans 14 issue. But mm -hmm. it's not. Because what's going on when it comes to this is you have to look what what is attached to the mask wearing. You have to look at what is attached to the shock getting. And what is attached to those things is massive, gross evil by deviant, wicked men who want to laud their tyranny over every individual and every nation on the planet. You can't ignore that. I even saw one churchman, he actually proffered Francis Schaeffer, which really bristled me because <laughs> I'm a student of Francis Schaeffer. Yeah. Read like almost everything he's ever written. And he proffered his book on the mark of a Christian, which mm. is, of course is love. Yep. And I can... So he uses that to justify everybody getting the vaccine, everybody wearing masks based on Romans 14, and then brings in Schaefer in order to make it sound solid, right? You know? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, okay, the mark of a Christian, Francis Schaefer was addressing the attitude that Christians had towards one another on secondary and tertiary matters. Mm. That's what he was addressing. He was not addressing some great evil, like what is this whole COVID response is, a massive tyranny that is... Francis Schaeffer would be on top of his soapbox addressing this matter, denouncing it, calling Christians to defy it, mm -hmm. calling Christians to take action against it. That's what Francis Schaeffer would be doing. He would not be saying, oh, this is Romans 14 and everybody just comply. <laughs> um, but that's what the churchmen are doing, and they're browbeating yes. Christians into it. So that's what I address in the sermon. I go through it point by point. 
and I encourage people to listen to that. You will be fired up after hearing Pastor Matt on this, and it's not a long message, and so you can get that on the um, Matt Trowella YouTube, and we have that linked up at StandUpForTheTruth.com in today's podcast notes, and it is a response to what's happening out there and how they are using Romans 14 to judge. And it says, it's funny, it says right in there, but as for you, do you judge your brother or sister? This is not talking about judging the world. It's talking about judging those within the church as well. Why do you regard your brother or sister with contempt? But this is kind of what's being put out in our culture, Matt, and it's seeping into our churches little by little. Have contempt for those dirty, unvaxxed masses, and it's dangerous. It is. And it is growing within the churches. Um, you're, you're spot on about that, and it's something that needs to be guarded against. And that's why I think it's extremely important um, for shows like yourself to be out there so people can see things from a different perspective. Because I'm telling you, the churchmen—I am a churchman. <laughs> the churchmen are in lockstep with this narrative. They are aiding and abetting the tyrants. Yes, and when they're using the Word of God to do it, mm. like Romans 14, like Romans 13, it has to be addressed. It has to be responded to. Yes, amen. So, Pastor Matt, as we get ready for Christmas this week, um, any special plans? you have any special service uh, this weekend? Or uh, what's the plan for uh, Mercy Seat Christian Church? Well, we had our Christmas service um, two days ago. Okay, um, It's an annual service that I love because it gives— opportunity for people in the congregation um, to minister to one another through song and skit, and uh, especially the young, the kids. I love watching them, (laughs) and uh, it's awesome. So, yeah, that's what we do. We rent a a ballroom at the Embassy Suites. We have about 300 people in the church, and so we did our church service there because we don't have the ballroom (laughs) for, uh, you know, Christmas Day, Christmas Day (laughs) service. So defytyrants.com, there's also a link for County Before Country, and also the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate, if you have not picked up that book. I know they can get it on Amazon, but what's the best place to get it? Is it lessermagistrate.com? Defytyrants.com. Okay, defytyrants.com to get the book, The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate. Magistrate. That's one of the reasons I had you on in the first the first time you came on the podcast to explain that and talk about that. Such an important but almost forgotten doctrine. So Matt Truella, I appreciate all the work you do, particularly your fight to abolish abortion. Uh, God bless you and your ministry and give you greater influence and expand your territory. And brother, have a Merry Christmas. You too. God bless you, David. Thanks, Thank you. Matt. All right. Bye-bye. Um, Now, we promised the results for the podcast votes over the last, I don't know how many weeks we were doing this. And I realize this is not a scientific poll or it's not a high-tech thing. It's not. It was either voicemail or email, (laughs) right? But I promise we did not use the Dominion server system to uh, tabulate the votes. And nobody got into my office that I know of and and changed anything. Uh, No ballots were pulled out from under my desk. No boxes that I was aware of. So, (laughs) Pastor Andy Woods, I'll just say, kudos, uh, number one, uh, most votes. Pastor Andy Woods from Texas, I think part of that is because of what he does every Friday. He's one of my favorite Bible teachers, but every Friday he does Pastor's Point of View, PPOV, to deal with the stuff he does every week and the research that goes into that, 
him and John Haller are two that I don't know how they keep on doing what they do um, as far as that kind of work and that kind of just exposing the truth. And I don't even know how they're still on Facebook and YouTube with the stuff they put out there. But so you voted and Pastor Andy Woods came in first as your favorite podcast from 2021 or podcast guest. Um, Number two, fascinating, Dr. Lee Merritt. We only had her on once. We got to get her back. Um, it was a rush job to, to, to try to, to get that because she was dealing with her sick husband at the time. Uh, but I just heard her speak in Oklahoma and met her, and she was phenomenal. And she promised to come on the podcast, and she did. So we've got to have her back. You, you guys obviously loved the truth. And I believe her website is themedicalrebel.com or medicalrebel.com. So Dr. Lee Merritt, number two. Number three, kind of surprised me, Alex Newman. And uh, not that he doesn't do phenomenal work. He's a true journalist and uh, correspondent, international correspondent, um, The New American, Liberty Sentinel, and others, freedomproject.com, The Newman Report. So uh, Alex Newman, but he's, he's not he's on about four times a year, I'm, I'm thinking. So I'm just uh, not surprised, I guess. Uh, Jan Markell came in at number four. Now from four through seven... These were really close, and it could go either way, four through seven, not in any order. Uh, Jan Markell, Pastor J.B. Hickson, John Haller, and Pastor Steve Smotherman, Legacy Church, Albuquerque, New Mexico. So there is what you guys voted for as far as your favorite podcasts from 2021 or podcast guest. Now, we are always open to looking at new guests and getting new people on the podcast, so the email, you know it, comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Tomorrow, you will hear from Seth Gruber, Jim Fletcher on Thursday, Russ Miller on Friday. Merry Christmas, you guys. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.